Well, on this Monday morning, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer because there's so much to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simeon. Look, welcome back. I'm sure you're impressed with how we got everything under control during your week off. Yeah. Things are fine here in British Columbia. I saw that. Yeah, everything looks great. I am not worried one bit about what we're going to hear today. You leave people in charge, you take a week off, you come back and everything's gone to hell. I, I just, uh, man, I, I started weeks ago being a pessimist on this thing, and yet I'm still continually impressed with how underwhelming the performance of our governments is. Right? Like, I was thinking about that. This past weekend, weather is beautiful. Absolutely, you're going to have issues with people gathering and partying outside. No, they never foresaw that. How could they I not? Mean, to be perfectly honest, look at the look at the message, really, right? Everybody expected this to happen, these these crazy parties. They did happen. And what did they do about it? The minister went on the radio or in the TV and gave a little lecture about how you're supposed to be following the rules. And the mayor says, oh, i got to have to talk to the police about this. They're clearly, they're not. You're like, come on, folks. You knew this was going to happen, but you don't do anything about it. What's the message to people? Party on, party on. Exactly. What do you think we're going to hear today in the briefing? You know, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to have to extend the circuit breaker rules and the restaurant bar industry lounges and all they've already been put on notice that that's going to happen so they've they've told us they're coming i was really surprised last week and i you know as i said i have low expectations but i was still surprised last week that they didn't do anything last week uh the premier did a media availability on tuesday and he said you know these travel restrictions they're not off the table right so oh okay that's a hint must be coming horgan's been talking about this for weeks Nothing happened on Wednesday. Nothing happened on Thursday. On Friday, Health Minister Adrian Dix does a series of interviews where he says, you know, there's all kinds of practical reasons why we can't do travel restrictions. You know, it wouldn't be good and all this gives us all the reasons. And then says, but travel restrictions are not off the table, right? This is, this is as empty and hollow as the, you shouldn't be partying out on the beaches warning, right? Like, I think we've had plenty of evidence that where the rules are hard and fast and enforced, British Columbians will follow them for the most part. But where it's just guff, uh, yeah, you better stop this, right? And they don't do anything about it. I think there are rule breakers out there that are going to go, well, they're not serious about this. Exactly. Same with the travel thing. The lack of travel restrictions, there are things they could do. The lack of them, I think, has led to what we've seen in the interior here on Vancouver Island, which is large numbers of people going on holiday and yeah. taking advantage of the lack of restrictions. Exactly that. And we hear in Ontario that that's one of the things they're going to crack down on is interprovincial travel. Yeah, I mean, Ontario is in a in a pretty serious situation, although, you know, Dr. Bonnie Henry told us a little while ago that the way she reads it, they're, we're about a month behind them in some of what's going on with the spread of variants. So we have some problems, too. Uh, Premier Doug Ford called on other provinces for a helping hand. Their health care system overwhelmed. Adrian Dix said on Friday, uh, we can't spare anybody here in British Columbia. 
there are ICUs in British Columbia that are overwhelmed. And it's not lack of beds. It's not lack of ventilators. It's lack of staff. We just, we just you know, they're, they're stressed. They're at the limit. And we're hearing, and I think we will hear a bit about this today, Simi, that, you know, they're having to cancel some surgeries, just a small number, reassign staff, and move patients around because record numbers of hospitalizations, record numbers in the ICU in the third wave. Isn't that what the point of the original restrictions were a year ago, was to protect the healthcare system, and now here we are having to manipulate the healthcare system because of it? Well, you know, I, I, it'll await a postmortem, a proper, my view, independent public inquiry on how we manage the pandemic in Canada. But I think it's pretty obvious that both our federal and our provincial government started the year underestimating the prospects for a third wave. There was plenty of warning from epidemiologists, plenty of warning from observers around the world in other countries that a third wave was coming and it might be worse than the second wave and worse than the first wave. Well, here it is, but I think we've been in denial about it in British Columbia for a long time. You know, we're talking getting ready for the provincial budget tomorrow. I think the NDP's political view was that, uh, you know, they had got the election out of the way. Yeah, sure, it delayed things a bit, but we'll have the budget and the throne speech here in in April. And by then, uh, the vaccines will have taken care of bending the curve downward. I mean, they misjudged the situation. They've repeatedly misjudged the situation. And here we are um, with two competing narratives. And I think, you know, from the public point of view, people are going to be a lot more interested in hearing what we're going to do about the pandemic than whatever details are in the provincial budget. Right. So budget day is tomorrow. Also interesting to note, the premier got his uh, vaccine. Yeah, the premier did the right thing last week. He hinted on Tuesday or said on Tuesday that, you know, he was asked, he said he he had booked uh, with his age cohort, as he said he was going to do, and he had a date. Uh, you know, he's 62 years old this year, so he had a date in that. But he said last Tuesday that, you know, if um, it were, if he got advice that in order to convey to the public that AstraZeneca is safe, that he should be publicly vaccinated, um, he said he would do that. And sure enough, on Friday he did. I think that did send an important message. I give him credit for doing that that he came out and was vaccinated and said it went well and all that. I think that is important. We don't have, happily here in Canada, Simi, the level of vaccine hesitancy and resistance that they do have in some parts of the United States. That's a good thing. But I do think, and I'd heard from people that were saying, you know, how come uh, the premier's uh, sticking with Pfizer and Moderna? Why doesn't he go get AstraZeneca to show us that it's safe? Right. And that's what he did. All right, more to come on that too. We'll see. Do you think BC might lower its age to 40 like Alberta and Ontario are doing? I think they probably will. You you saw on Friday that they are on the weekend, they've announced that you can, uh, a series of dates for registration. Everybody over the uh, age of 18 will be able to register this week. The big concern here is the one that you've been reporting, which is Moderna again has failed to live up to its delivery commitments. Happily, the national government is trying to line up backup supplies from Pfizer. 
so we're still scrambling uh, to get enough vaccine here in Canada. And, you know, again, there'll be yeah. plenty of time for recriminations on that later. But right now it's affecting deliveries and vaccinations. So it's encouraging. Everybody will be able to register. But what, what day they'll actually be able to be vaccinated is still a question mark. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Talk to Vaughn tomorrow. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So, yes, today's briefing will be very important.